Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. to sync all the sound in the video. Okay. Um, Randy, what's your last name? Johnson. Randy Johnson. Yes, sometimes confused with the big unit. Okay, yes, sometimes. Um, I'm the other unit. Okay. And I I do pitch things. All right, cool. Well, Well, I'm here with Randy Johnson today. We're at the Skip Barber Garage here at VIR. It's the SCCA Racing Weekend. It is cold and wet. Just like Seattle. Yes. So um, this will be great because I don't know much about you. So okay. I'm going to dig in and ask you a lot of questions. So awesome. tell me about what, what is your world right now in the racing world? What do you do um, related to racing? Um, well, um, I'm drinking from the fire hose of, of racing experiences. Okay. Um, it started, my racing experience started a um, little over two years ago. I've been collecting uh, Firebirds and Trans Ams and GTOs for a long time. My family has a long history with Pontiacs. And um, about six years ago or so, I went up to, uh, on Labor Day weekend with my wife to watch a friend who did vintage racing. As, had a good time, and as we're walking out, my wife said, um, you know, dear, if you wanted to do this kind of a car thing, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> you know, collecting cars and just letting them get dusty in warehouses, I'm, I'm not so excited about. But if you wanted to do some racing with a car, that'd be okay. So four years later, I was surfing the internet, looking at cars, and was on a Hemmings um, website, and there was a banner ad for this 65 Mustang race car. And I clicked on it, and I live in Puyallup, Washington, and which is about an hour south of Seattle. And the ad came up and it said, um, uh, Issaquah, and I go, oh, it's, it's a local car. And then I started reading and it, it said uh, the car was built and supported by J&L Enterprises in Puyallup. And I go, well, what the heck, I've, I've been in Puyallup for 30 years and I don't know who JNL is. And so I emailed the ad to a friend of mine. He responded, he goes, oh, that car. <laughs> he goes, I know that car, that's a great car. And he said, if you wanted to get into vintage racing, if, and he said if about four or five times, that would be a good car to buy. Because I'm not telling you to do it. I don't want to take credit for it. I don't want to take the blame. But if you decide, that would be a good car. So I went back to my wife and said, honey, you remember that conversation? She goes, yeah. I go, well, can I get a car? <laughs> she goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so I bought the car, and the car had been raced for about, oh, I don't know, shoot, 30 years. I mean, but it was in really good shape. JNL takes great care of all their cars and their drivers. 
And uh, so I bought the car, brought it back down to JNL where it had been, and all the spare parts were still there. Mm -hmm. uh, it has spare engine and a few things. So and then I went to Bondurant and um, took a driving school and came back up and started vintage racing in April in Seattle and did, I think, about seven races in 2021 and seven, probably seven more in 22. And in 22, um, I ended up, long story short, hiring a coach, Ed Zabinski. And um, so I started working with Ed a little bit. And, you know, that, that went great. And then uh, last fall, um, I get an, an email from Ed, and he's also a very um, great acquaintance with Scotty B. White that a lot of people know and yeah. you probably know. And I knew Scotty from kind of a, the school world. Our kids grew up to going to the same school. Really? So, yeah. So we had met, and I'd seen him out on the track a couple times, and like, oh, there's Scotty White, you know, bigger than life, Scotty White. <laughs> and so anyway, all of a sudden I get this email, and it's like, oh, there's bucket list tour. Sebring, Coda, Road Atlanta, and VIR, like one race a month for four months and, and a couple of more. And did I want to sign up for that? It's like, well... Shoot, uh, this would be a great time to do some great racing in a whole different culture. SCCA is way different than vintage racing. Mm -hmm. And Ed was encouraging me, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna just drive around in circles with a bunch of expensive cars with old guys or do you wanna be a real racer? And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I think I wanna be a real racer. Yeah. You know? And he goes, well, hey, let's do this. So lo and behold, uh, in January, we're down in Sebring. And you have to understand, I grew up with Muncie four speeds. And I'm, when I was 16, I remember driving a GTO on the street. First time I had driven a stick shift and my brother's friend had this 66 GTO and I'm going down this street late at night at 100 miles an hour, shift into fourth gear and put the clutch in and we're just coasting. And it's like, oh, we don't slow down. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Long story short, um, well, also you have to know, my dad bought one of the first 64 GTOs in Tacoma, and I was 10 at the time. And one time we were driving out on this country road, and I was 10, and I was like, hey dad, what, what would happen if you put it in first gear right now? <laughs> and we're doing about 45 going up over the crest of the hill, and so he didn't say anything. He just put the clutch in and downshifted to first gear, let the clutch out, and boom! And I go, Oh, that was the infection date. I was infected with the V8 <laughs> virus, and I've been infected all my life. So anyway, um, we started racing, but I, w I was used to a four-speed, you know, mm -hmm. a Muncie four-speed. So we get to Sebring, and uh, they're talking about turn 17. It's like, well, you got to turn a little bit and hit the brakes and then downshift and then, you know, turn some more. And... and uh, I'm thinking of all these things that are going through my brain, going around a new track, doing over 100 miles an hour, a new car, I'd never driven the car, and I pull it out of fifth gear, and my muscle memory is, well, you, you go down and you pull it over to your knee and down again. And I think that first time I spun, I don't know if I actually got in, but anyway, I spun around. 
So then I go down the straightaway, I get straightened out, and sure enough, same thing, I'm doing about 115, and I'm looking at turn one, and going to turn in, and I'm slowing down, I got to shift down to fourth gear, and down, over, down, let the clutch out, bam! <laughs> there goes the clutch. <laughs> so it's like, oh, shoot. Um, and then we find out, oh, this is a special clutch. There was like one clutch on the East Coast that was in Atlanta. And um, I'm like, shoot, I've spent a ton of money, time, and resources, and the one clutch is in Atlanta, and nobody could figure out how we are going to get it down. We finally hired a box van, and he drove it down that night. It got there at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the mechanics got up. They go out to the track. They put the clutch in the car. I get there about 7.30 and I, nobody's around. I got my coffee and I'm just sitting there. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, back to fourth, third. Just practicing, just nice, easy shifts. So then about nine o'clock, go back out. It's my time on the track. And the first time around, I'm like, oh, I'm, I was kind of behind the pack and I was going slow, but I'll, I'll just accelerate, get it up into fifth gear and downshift to fourth, just for practice, you know, I probably don't need to do that. But anyway, so I go up into fifth gear, I'm doing over 100 miles an hour, I'm looking at turn one in that concrete wall. Yep. And I did the same thing. Oh. Boom. <laughs> you get oh, toting in gosh. It's like, I felt miserable is to put it is an understatement i was like oh my gosh am i stupid am i crazy am i in the wrong place am i just fooling myself and everybody kept saying oh you know once you get a paddle shifter you know you don't have to worry about that and it was just like you know i'm 67 no i'm 69 i started when i was 67 i'm 69 i can do this pretty sure I can do this. I can learn how to do this. I, I'm not used to giving up easily. Yeah. You know, I started my own business with one employee and 30 years later, I sold it with 350. You know, I, I figured things out, you know, mm -hmm. I hired people to help me yep. a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Scotty and Ed go, you know, Randy, if you want to keep doing this, and I spent the next, the rest of the weekend just watching yep. and taking it all in. And it's like, they said, you know, if you want to learn how to do this, you should probably go home and buy a 2012 Mustang, just like this race car with a V6 and a six speed and just drive it on the street. And at first I thought, oh crap, my wife is just <laughs> gonna go nuts. She, I have too many cars already. I'm spending all this money and honey, I think I need to buy a practice car. <laughs> She's like, what? And after I explained it to her, she was like, mm, yeah, okay. So I went out and bought a 2012 Mustang V6, about 100,000 miles, and started driving it on the street. And Scotty's mechanic put a racing linkage in it, just like the race car. And um, so then three, oh, a month later, we go to Coda. And, um, okay, I've been practicing, practice, practice, practice. And the first time out, I think one time was like, oh, that shift didn't go quite so well. 
thinking maybe I was going into second gear, but but it's still shifting. I'm still going. I did about two more laps, and then all of a sudden it quit. And by then we had one extra clutch. We had found one more, two more clutches. And so they put another clutch in, and then I had four races in a row where I finished with a working clutch, and we drove the car <laughs> into the trailer. And so it was like, yes, I'm, I'm beating this demon. You know, I'm winning. Battle isn't over. So then we go to Road Atlanta. It went great. I mean, a couple of missed shifts, but I didn't let the clutch out kind of mm -hmm. thing. And no harm, no foul, not too much. Um, and so I had a great weekend at Road Atlanta. And now I'm here, you know. And uh, see, I was on the track three times yesterday and twice today. No problems with the clutch. Yeah. So it's like, yes, we're we're making progress here. So anyway, um, it's it's been an uphill battle, but I'm having the greatest time of my life. I love it. It's a challenge. Sometimes it scares the you know what out of you. Uh huh. Um, but I'm, according to my coach and a few other people, I'm getting a little better, and I'm. Uh, I'm not finishing DFL anymore, mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> things are things are going going well. And, and today it rained. It's like, well, do you really want to go out in the rain? You know, like, hey, I'm from Seattle. You know, we're used to this <laughs> thing. And you know, it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this. And and you know, it was a great experience because um, at 69, you tend to be sometimes safety conscious, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, parent and grandparent and, you know, and sometimes that just can be a little too much. So um, this last session at 3.30, I went out and had a great time. It was slippery, but, you know, it's like, oh, uh, the car can slip and I can regain control and keep going around the track. It's like, oh, this, this is okay. Maybe when I'm in dry weather, I'll have even more confidence. Oh, yeah. And, and so it was really a great session, and I think it's going to be a, another, uh, hopefully a leap forward in my progress as a driver. And uh, so anyway, that's, that's kind of my story. But I just would say, hey, if you can drive a four-speed and you enjoy the sound of a V8 or a v6 with four valves per cylinder mm -hmm. revving and having fun and you know hey think about racing go go take a driving school and you know do some high performance driving or you know enter some races or rent a race car or buy a race car i mean they're cheap relative i mean buying the car is the cheapest thing it seems <laughs> like um but anyway it's it has just been just a total blast and I have never been so happy and had so much fun in my life. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. 
ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. And is your wife happy that she lets you go through with it? Well, I, I think she is. We were also building a house, so it helped me say yes, dear, hundreds of times <laughs> when we were building this house. We just moved in about 10 days ago. It's been about a two-year process oh. since we tore down the old house and built this new house. And there was a whole lot of yes, dears, mm. and, and a whole lot of, well, okay, and gee, I was, I thought we should do this, but I'm going to let, we're, we can do that. And that turned out to be a whole lot better than what I wanted to do. So <laughs> my expertise is not interior decorating or uh -huh. designing houses. It's um, a lot of times just solving problems and getting people together and working on something. And so that's what we're doing. We're working on making me a better race driver. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about the car that you're driving? Um, yeah, sure. It's a V6. It's a 2012 Mustang mm -hmm. with a, kind of a coyote. It's a four-valve per-cylinder V6 engine, and it has about, I don't know, 305 or 310 horsepower stock, and it's got a six-speed, and uh, it's in the T3 class, and it's actually, going down the straightaway, one of the fastest cars in the class. And um, the guy who owned it, Scotty actually, I think, bought it and had it built or something and then sold it to somebody. And it was actually in the runoffs. And the guy who owned it uh, last won, won his the T3 class in, the, in one of the runoff divisions, I think, okay. or one of the races. So it's, it's a great car. And Scotty keeps telling me, take care of my baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't mess her up. <laughs> don't, don't run into a wall or do something or blow yep. up an engine or something. But, it, but it's a great car, but it's just, it's a V6 Mustang. And they stopped making them, uh, they started making the turbo uh, four cylinders. But it's, man, it's a great, great car. And uh, a lot of fun to drive. Now, do you, do you travel and um, keep your car with uh, Scotty and Ed? Yeah, B basically Scotty and Ed take care of the car. They, Scotty has a transportation company, so he's in charge of hauling them. All the cars around. Mm -hmm. um, there's four of us that are kind of racing together: Scotty and myself, Todd Clark, and and uh, Mike McElhaney. Okay. And what are all the cars you guys are driving? I know you got the Mustang. We've got the Mustang. Scotty's got a Viper, mm -hmm. and Todd has I think it's an E46 BMW, and then Mike has the a McLaren. Okay. So they're all different. Yeah. But um, Todd and I are in the same class. Todd's been racing a lot longer than I have and he's a lot faster. So I, I take lessons from Todd <laughs> That's sometimes. cool. Yeah. Um, so that, so what else, what are the races do you have planned this year? Well, um, actually I'm gonna switch a little bit. I, in about three weeks we have a vintage race in Seattle, the spring sprints at um, Pacific Raceways. And then I'm gonna go down and do a vintage race at Sonoma, and then the following week is uh, Laguna Seca. Okay. So I get to do two more bucket list tracks. Yeah. And then I'll do some racing in the summer, and then um, I'm thinking about doing the historic 24-hour uh, race in Daytona. And then because that's like in November, mm -hmm. and then because the car will be down there, my 65 Mustang. Yep. 
I'm going to go up and do the historic in, in Sebring and have a return to Sebring. There you go. And, uh, you know, get around the track and, and, <laughs> and have a good weekend. Yep. So, um, yeah, and maybe, you know, I think I'll probably do one or two more SCCA races. Um, there's one in Portland and Seattle. Okay. And uh, some of the guys, you know, Ed and Scotty are trying to get me to do the runoffs. And it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just come down and cook for you guys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, they can't complain too much about that. No, no. Um, they, they like the, the fish that I barbecue. <laughs> um, so tell me, with the, the tracks you have been on, which one do you like the most? Which track? Track. The track I'm on that day. There you go. You know, that's the stock answer. They're, they've all been different. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me personally, Sebring was the hardest one to learn. Yeah. Um, it's just got so many different corners. Corners that kind of almost look the same going in, but aren't quite the same coming out. <laughs> exactly. And um, so I would say Sebring's the most challenging. Mm -hmm. um, I would say um, this track, VIR, may be the most fun. Yeah. Um, for some reason, going through the S's just really really tweaks my soul because it's just it's like slalom skiing yep and i grew up on water skis and slalom skiing and snow skiing and it just you get that rhythm of going side to side and it's just it's sweet you know well what do you see in your future a few years from now what do you want to be doing related to motorsports a few years from now same things just faster uh same thing way faster um, and just continue to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, we never know how long we're going to get to do this. Mm -hmm. And when you start at 67, and now I'm 69, and by the time I go down to Daytona, I'll be 70, you just, you don't know. So I remember saying, you know, how do I, do I do a few bucket list tracks a year and put together three or four years or... I just put the pedal to the metal and do as many as I can this yeah. year and next year and just see what happens. And some uh, smart people said, put the pedal to the metal, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you, you don't know what's, yeah. what's coming next. Um, you know, my dad died of a brain tumor at 73. So um, you, you just don't know. Paul Newman, you know, he was, I think... Three months before he died, he dri drove uh, one of his old race Corvettes um, at age 83, I think at Lime Rock. Hmm. Uh, so you just don't know. Yep. You know, you go until you kind of go, eh, maybe time to hang it up. <clears throat> you know, and everybody has to make that decision, and it comes at different, different times. Uh, it's been really interesting getting to know your story because you didn't start till you were 67, right? right? Yeah. So I talked to somebody today who's currently 17. Yeah. And he started at four or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's way more experienced than you. Yes. But you, you, you know, you've got a few years on him. So yes. it's, it's, it's the full yeah. spread. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, there's now's a good time to get into racing. Yes. No matter who you are. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think. If you have the resources and the time and the desire, hey, I mean, the, there's tons of venues 
There's tons of racing and there's all different kinds of racing um, and high performance driving days and lots of different ways to get involved. And, you know, wh why not? Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I, I didn't start till I was 49. Okay. And I'm, I'm about as experienced as you. I've had two years uh -huh. of racing. Yeah. Um, I drive with B-Spec Group. Uh, this year it's on hold, but next year I hope to get back out there and race some. But, uh, yeah, for me it's just I want to be going faster. I want to be better. I want to feel more comfortable um, yeah. as, as time goes on. But I definitely want to be in the car on the track for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, if you're, if you're a car guy or a car girl, mm -hmm gal uh there's just something about that engine you know and and they talked about it in um, ford versus ferrari you know when you know when it gets to seven thousand rpm and it's just you and the car you know <laughs> there's just this magic that happens and it does yeah you know and you don't have to be mr ford or mr ferrari in order to experience that no no it's uh, one thing I didn't realize that really at all levels, um, it is just so much fun at whatever level. It doesn't, yeah. you know, because a lot of people think, oh, F1, right? I'm, you know, if I'm going to yeah. race, it's going to be F1. Uh, first of all, there's so many reasons why that's just literally impossible for so many people. And it doesn't have to do with talent. It's to do with money. Yeah. But um, you can drive, you know, vintage. You can drive B-Spec. You can drive Mustangs. I mean... It doesn't matter because of the kind of the feeling you get, especially with the wheel to wheel stuff. Yeah. Is just accelerating. Oh, yeah. And it's it's fun to pass people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, darn, I, I don't want that person to pass me. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, my course, it's rather better to be the hunter than the hunted. Yeah. Yeah. You do, know, do you find yourself driving faster when you have a rabbit in front of you? Uh, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like, dang, I, I know my car's faster than that car. It's like, but I'm a better, am I a better driver yeah. than he is or she is? And, uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, it's, uh, and it's, it's just, there's no way to say it, but it is just so much fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's amazing how many people could do it and just kind of, don't and you're like why not you you like cars you have the time you have the resources what's holding you back yep and and i think some of us to be honest are more used to taking a little bit of risk yeah you know um so. there there is a little bit of risk in, in getting into a race car um not as much as the non-racing public would think. Of course, yeah. You I, know, the cars are really quite safe with this, the, the safety precautions they have. Um, I think what maybe some people <clears throat> could be turned off is the, the cost, just to do it is maybe more than they can swallow. But the one thing that a lot of people don't race, don't realize, is like, yeah, I'll just get insurance, right? No, there's no insurance. <laughs> well, what if what if some guy hits me? Um, they hit you. You got to pay for it if it's your car. Yeah, yeah. and in that case, you might want to uh, race a car that has 
readily available parts. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and uh, so Ford Mustangs, lots of parts availability, That's except for some special clutches that people put in <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and there are also other venues where you can be on a team, you can be a support person, you can, you can work on the car, you can be a mechanic, you can be, you know, the gopher. Um, there are lots of different ways to get involved in racing and you don't have to be the one in the car. Yep. And uh, it can be a, a lot of fun for the whole team. Yeah, it's a great environment. It's a great it family type environment. And you, you develop a, a, a family with, with the people that you're with. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've met in the last couple of years some of the most interesting people. And, and I, man, I, I never would have met them if I hadn't gotten involved in racing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's a special deal. And... And it's funny because it's like you get involved in racing, all of a sudden you have the membership in a club. Mm -hmm. I mean, just you're a race car driver, you're involved. Yeah. And <clears throat> the doors open. You know, oh, okay. Yeah, you drive. Oh, have you been to this track? Oh, yeah. How'd you do? You know, what did <laughs> you like about it? What didn't you like about it? You know, and, you know, there's all sorts of people that you can, you can talk to. And um, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. Well, I'm finding out uh, the, the cool part of what I'm doing now is I get to meet so many people. I would have yeah. not crossed paths with you. I wouldn't have randomly knocked on some door that's closed off. And you guys are kind of yeah. getting, I mean, oh, yeah. it's been great to get to meet some people. And, um, you know, I'll see you at the other tracks. So I'm okay. looking forward to it. Well, if, if you have a list of people to talk to, go talk to Mark Martin. Okay. The NASCAR driver. Okay. Because I, I haven't met him. I've kind of texted him a couple times, but I bought his old IROC car because I'm a Pontiac guy. There aren't a ton of Pontiac race cars, but there's a car, one of the last cars that he drove with IROC, went into a collection and then went up for sale last year, and it's basically got a Trans Am body on it. It's a stock car, and I bought it, and uh, we got it fixed up, and now I'm racing that, but my goal is to, to meet Mark Martin and you know just say hey take a look at your old car you want to take it for a spin you know well, you know what if you, if you if you were on a texting basis with him that's probably that's possible maybe I think his days of racing are probably done yeah but um, we'll, we'll just see what happens but um, uh, I'm sure we'll our paths will cross one of these days. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad our paths cross. You bet. It's a great thank meeting. Thank you very you. much. Yeah. I want to thank you for listening or watching Drive to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you, and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website driven to compete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go kick some ass.